We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Little Legends Podcast. I'm your host, Blevins. With me, as always, is none other than Boob. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Uh, Yes, uh, for all my fans, um, I'm glad (laughs) glad that I'm back, and I'm glad that uh, we're going to be talking about the mid-set patch coming up soon. Mid-set update coming up soon, coming up tomorrow or today or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. Because, you know, today is the nicest day. Get it? Get it? Because it's a present. Oh, wait, that's not the same. That's not the same metaphor. Whoops. Uh, Well, moving on. Moving right along. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Get it? Because it's the past is the past, but the pre- the present is best. That's why they call it the present. Never mind. Uh, someone's grandma said that in a movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Make sure you guys are checking out the Discord, discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. I just, need to, I just need to jump right into the deep end uh, and never come back. Um, that is the place to get all of the updates on the show and stay in contact with both myself and boop and also to most importantly playing game nights on friday 
night, 9 Eastern. Play game nights. We have been having a good time in the last couple last couple of weeks. Been playing on the PBE with the new with the new set. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. We've been getting some new some new friends in and some returning friends as well. Also, I'm there. It's you know that's a little bit of a downer for some people, but <laughs> it's my favorite part. It's it, it, it's why I don't go. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. There's been there's been a lot going on. It's just that Friday night thing is just like so hit or miss for me. But uh, that might end up changing here. Soon. It's going that to end up changing for sure. It, it is going to end up changing here soon. So let's get in our nice Friday night. Uh, fight nights yes uh as we can because when i do when i do come it's always a blast and it's always just turns into a lobby one versus lobby two type of situation that's because that's what you that's because that's what you you do there was never any lobby one versus lobby two animosity (laughs) you fabricated that (laughs) it's a fabricated story yeah uh well i mean that's what someone from lobby one would say um, True, but the, the moral of the story is that it's really, really fun. And uh, we get to try some crazy things, wacky games, build you'll never see before, and things that I say, I say, I swear works. That's true. Um, and and sometimes Mordog comes along. He uh, Yeah. He, he comes down, he comes along and plays every once in a while. It's mm-hmm. always, always fun. And, uh, you know, Boop, Boop has innovated. I, I got to say, I got destroyed... There was a game that we played. It was Galactic Armory. And one of the items that we got was a death cap. And not one, but two people went tier three Jarvan with death cap. And I got (laughs) destroyed. You know, I might have. I I think I'm just, you know, such an innovative thinker. (laughs) Maybe I'm thinking too far ahead. You know, I might have talked about that four patches ago yeah and maybe even had forgotten about it until this very moment until you reminded me um but the moral of the story is is yeah i know i'm pretty great what can i say sorry about your loss uh, yeah gg's i mean gg's broski yeah, gg easy i mean multiple there's been multiple times i've heard more dog mention infiltrator malphite as well so that's also a boop creation it sure is um infiltrator malphite is something that no, 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 no! It's tap out or die. Is technically. Oh, that's technically, right. He's the one. He's the one that did it. That right? is true. But and I saw it, and then I was like, "But wait, it was one of those, you know." You, but wait. He may maybe he discovered it, but you expounded upon the original idea. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And I I brought it to a level of of knownness <laughs> that wasn't there previous. True. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's keep going now, Boop. Uh, yeah. we, we'll we'll talk about our week in uh, TFT. But I had a I had a question for you specifically, Boop. Yeah, what's up? Where were you uh, <laughs> last Thursday night at around nine Eastern uh, in regards to TFT? I'm curious. <laughs> what do you mean? This is a setup question for an, for a thing that you did on Thursday, Boop. Oh, 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 yeah, that's right. Um, I couldn't tell if this was a bit or if you actually didn't get what I was um, trying to do. I was not not doing it. I was casting Fight Night, not just as a sub. No, 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 my friends. But as, yeah, no, 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 as the official co-caster with Crowen. And it was a crazy day. There was a three-way tie for third. 
Wow. And and mech infiltrators ended up getting the Higao on that third place spot, which is just like the dirtiest way, I think, to do it. But um, yeah, three-way tie. It's some crazy stuff. Uh, Space Jam won a lobby. Maybe the last wow. time Space Jam wins a lobby yeah. uh, ever. Um, after this uh, midseason patch, and uh, it was a it was a grand old time. It was a good good crew. Crowen is super cool. Um, yeah. I like making him laugh for some reason. It is it is fun because like I I, I have also uh, casted with, I casted with Crowen the first time I casted uh, Fight Night a million years ago. Um, I was filling in for Casanova. I casted with Crowen and like Crowen had been on the show on our show before, but like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know Crowen. I didn't really know him that well. I didn't know him beforehand. And he's just like, he's just like, so like chill and down to earth and smart and cool that like, you just kind of want to crack that a little bit. Right. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> it's like, I know there's something in there. I'm, I'm going to connect with it. <laughs> I'm going to connect with it and I will break you. Boop. Um, no, in like, in like a, in a, in a friendly way. Yeah. Boop and I are very, um, out there, I guess is the, <laughs> 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 we're, we're out there and, uh, we, our goals we're are also very loud. Than- yeah, our goals are different than most other people's are. True. Uh, when it comes to this world. Um, but yeah, I don't We're know. We're not talking about the TFT he... world. We're just talking about the world in Yeah, in I, I got him. I got him a couple times. I forget. I forget what. But I remember when I finally got him to kind of like laugh. Like I got like a hearty chortle. And I was like, yeah. yes, I'm funny. Like <laughs> I'm actually funny. The, um, the Crow and Hardy Chortle. I feel like that's a that's a um, a Cards Against Humanity card that would win a lot of uh, <laughs> the Hardy cho- Chortle. No, no, the Crowen's um, Hardy Chortle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, we can we can workshop that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We can we can we can we we can iterate. Yeah, that, um, one, need, that one might need a punch up. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, no, uh, it was and it, it's cool to be a part of Giant Slayer, the only group that was providing TFT tournaments for for a bit, and yeah. it's not just gonna and to be able to like track these players week after week and see the top three switch week after mm-hmm. week, and it's crazy because Gunmay ended up winning the lobby that I was casting, and also I think ended up getting first in the Giant Slayer series on the Tuesday, which is today. Um, oh, nice! As of our recording, so he it, it was so crazy because last week he was like all down on his all down on him. Himself. It was mm-hmm. like I suck at TFT and this, this, and this. And we um we even talked about it during the cast where it was like Gunmay starts really, really good and then seems to fall off. And he mm-hmm. won the lobby with us and then ripped off two lobby wins wow. in his group. Unfortunately, Sphinx was also a part of that lobby. Ooh. Um, and last I checked, he's your favorite. Yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> um, but but yeah, and to see a player like him grow throughout weeks is exactly why I like casting this kind of stuff. So if you are Masters or above, you can sign up and see if you get placed into the lobby. And maybe you'll be just like Gunmay and uh, rise through the ranks of TFT and find yourself going up against uh, the the likes of Soju and, mm-hmm. and all those other really well-known players in the Giant Slayer uh, Lobby 2 series. Yeah, the the Fight Night Rising and the 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 greater Giant Slayer series is just I mean, it's really cool A because it's the only consistent tournaments that are going on right now. Like we've got the Liquid one, yes, that's kind of that's still kind of like a one-off. It's more than one tournament, but it's a one-off sort of series. Giant Slayer series and I mean, Fight Night's been going on for basically as long as we've been doing the podcast. Um yep. maybe 
a few weeks after, so, or like very close at, at the very least. And uh, yeah, it's just been really cool uh, to see a lot of these players, like like you said, like Gunmay. It's like, you know, some of these players, were, this is where the, and we've talked about this before, Boop, where the like organic yeah. TFT people are starting to make their at names length. for it. Yeah. We talked about it at length, and I was so worried that there would not be a system put in place for people like Sphinx, for people like uh, Gunmay and mm-hmm. Nature's BF, and yeah. uh, those those guys and gals that you know participate in Fight Night. Uh, same thing with uh, names like Faye, who's doing content for yeah. Giant Slayer, right? Uh, I don't think they get to where they're at as quickly, maybe, as they did without the support of groups like Giant Slayer to kind of like give the 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 tier one tft an opportunity mm-hmm. to succeed as well as the rest of the players start making a name for themselves because it's a pretty i have to say i've been a part of a lot of video game communities and the tft community is pretty legit yeah everyone's really nice and supportive and we just want to have the best time and have good games and sometimes we can get frustrated at certain things but in the end we all yeah. love each other and i feel that even more so now that i get to be like i'm like i switched lunch tables <laughs> you know um yeah. I, I i was sitting by myself before um <laughs> like slowly taking apart my sandwich you know and like nibbling on it like a rabbit and now i am doing the same thing but at the cool kid table, <laughs> the cool kid I, I, table. Haven't, I, I haven't passed my i haven't passed my like initial uh round first round interview <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I did. I'm coming back next week, but uh, y- y'all catch what I'm saying. You catch what I'm saying. Wait, so where am I in this lunch table analogy? Am I just like I jumping like around between gym teacher? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like with the ball and a whistle. Like, <clears throat> Get over there. No, <laughs> I, uh, I I would argue with that, but I think if you could see my entire uh, wardrobe right now on camera, you would. It would be hard for me to argue that I'm not actually a gym teacher right now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like at this current time yeah, at this actual second i, I mean <laughs> my school wouldn't have allowed me to wear this hat uh but everything else is basically just screaming gym teacher uh i got no i've i really have no uh i've got no rebuttal to that <laughs> but um yeah really cool to to see the, the the tournament series still going and like growing right like we're getting mm-hmm. we're getting uh all sorts of stuff we're getting you know a different um you know, we Giant Slayer is also doing sort of the uh, more like tournament focused show every few weeks with uh, with Travis and uh, Frodan, which is cool. Um, you know, doing more of the interview series that is so um, really cool to just see that you know the the organic TFT content sphere grow. It's just really it's just really awesome to. Uh, to see that happen because you know one of the one of the things that i think both you and myself were maybe not worried about as much but uh oh sorry Th- thank you rod for the sub I- i'm sorry podcast people you're gonna hear that but i do appreciate it um th- one of the things that we were not exactly worried about but like it was kind of looming is like is TFT on the back of Scara and disguised toast and Becca mm-hmm. versus like, do we actually get to have a like real competitive scene? Do we get to have a real, like this is on its own legs, uh, yeah. like content scene. And 
I mean, it's still we're still early on in in terms of the life cycle of you know a, a game, right? Like the game's not. It hasn't even been a year yet, right? I don't think so. I think. Uh, I mean, the last two up. weeks have been a freaking year, man. Right. So um, it, it feels like a lot longer. But I mean, in terms of a game's life cycle, this is where a game usually struggles the most, right? You're like past the initial hype of release, right? Unless even, you're an Amazon Game mobile. Studios game. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I actually <laughs> weirdly like crucible anyway i haven't um, played it but it, i just um, know it's not uh it's not as popular anyway, as it was moving, the first week on. It. yeah um no I, I it's just i was i was worried about that and then when toast went over to facebook like that was like another thing that i was right. a little worried about is just who is bringing in the viewers because we can only live off the the back of these influencers and these streamers for so long and some of you even have moved on to playing other games a little bit more consistently mm-hmm. and what we really should have been thinking about is who was going to take their place because while I was worried that uh, there potentially isn't a, a ladder or a good way to do it, um, that people ended up fighting their way anyway. And we got a lot of those people to stay like Becca still continued yeah. to grow um, throughout all of this. And that's been good to see uh, competing in tournaments. Hafu's still playing a lot, mm-hmm. but in, in the end, I think what Giant Slayer does is it also gives the confidence for a lot of these up and coming players to to yeah. say, "Oh, I can stream. Like I'm competing against mm-hmm. the best. Like this guy has got TSM in front of his name, and right. I just beat him, right? And uh, that should tell me that I'm good enough to potentially do this and at least take some time to invest in myself and go after something like this. Uh, and I think without Giant Slayer, it would be very, very, or, or you know, even the Cruise Invitationals and some yeah. of the other smaller stuff, Team Liquid, t- uh, at least the third take, the third try for the Team Liquid tourney. Um, if we don't have those opportunities and we just don't really have those people, there's no reason to stay. Right. So I'm glad there was a good push, at least in terms of news for esports at the beginning yeah. of set three. We haven't seen a good amount of actual riot led TFT stuff just yet, but the giant slayer stuff has been popping. So at least there is something for them to partake in, get better and actually innovate strategies on both the latter and competitive sense. Um, And that's through the, the backs of, I think that community that Mm -hmm. really put blood, sweat and tears into making stuff like this happen. Yeah. And we're kind of going off on a tangent, but I'm I'm fine with it. We uh we're we're gonna obviously get to the uh, the mid set uh, update stuff uh, in just a bit, but I I think you know coming from and of course I always bring this up, but coming from Magic the Gathering, uh, it's a different it's a different uh, sort of mindset than something like League of Legends or Overwatch or any even like newer esport because it's like okay. Overwatch League is the premier thing for Overwatch, right? That's done by Blizzard. Okay. Uh, LCS, LEC, the whole competitive Riot scene done by Riot. Um, And we've seen, obviously, uh, you know, big tournaments that are done by third parties, but it always feels like not necessarily cheapened, but like it's, it's a lesser tier than the the developer run thing right well in magic the gathering it's not it's still not the same level but there are uh or at least there were when we could do live events there uh is 
a company called Star City Games, which runs their uh, open series and they have championships and whatnot. And like, it's not as prestigious necessarily as winning like the, you know, Wizards run like Grand Prix or Pro Tours or whatever. But like they have they are their own ecosystem. And a lot of the like like tennis, right? You got the slams, you got the Australian, French, US and Wimbledon. Right. But there's also like hundreds of other tennis that right. um, Other tournaments that feed you points to potentially get into those big grand. Right. Right. Or grand slams. Um, mm-hmm. but that's the overall goal, but really they're their own ecosystems too. Um, yeah. because like even in TELUS, there's the challenger series, which is, I think people ranked 300 and below. Mm-hmm. Um, and other, another thing. So like this type of ecosystem has precedent, yeah. right? And I think riot, instead of going the way of blizzard, which was, we're going to build our own ecosystem. We're going to build our own <laughs> ecosystem and also literally not allow the rest of the ecosystem. Um, and then Riot's like, all right, guys, we'll see what kind of ecosystem there is. And then if you show us right. something good, we'll uh, we'll take you up on the offer. And I think we showed them something good because they are doing that world, you know, the worldwide <laughs> TFT invitation or whatever. Um, yeah. uh, but in the end, I think it's it's just good to take part in these tournaments and these tournaments are functioning well. Because could you imagine if like Giant Slayer and Liquid were having like the same tournament issues, right? What would that would look like for TFT? So you got to give uh, yeah, a lot of be... credit for the people who are putting out quality content, not just money grabbing, not just popularity content, yeah. right? But like quality content for the sake of the game and the players, not just for themselves. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of that in TFT, which is really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are putting out multiple weekly videos and guides and streaming for dozens of hours every week. It's, it's not just a, Oh well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to stream Fortnite and uh I'm going to ride this wave and then when Fortnite isn't popular anymore, I'm going to quit. It's like there are diehards there and I think at the end of the day, for almost anything, you need to have that core diehard group that is willing to to come, you know, day in and day out and do that and uh Giant Slayer and 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 some of the other events that we've that we've worked with are really facilitating that, which is awesome. Yep. So, um before we get into the uh mid-season update do you have any uh fun or exciting games on uh on pbe or have, have you played it all any pbe yet, Boop? um no um i have not played pbe um my professional oh, answer right. is you your thing was uh, broken. my professional answer is because i'm focusing on casting you know right the live <laughs> game um, but it's really because I can't figure out how to log on. So did you try um, logging out and then logging back in? I did. Yeah. And <laughs> I saw that other people were having the same issue as me. Like, like I saw people like messaging us and they're like, okay, never mind. I fixed it. And I was like, what did, what, <laughs> what did I do? Because I still can't figure it out. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've, I've watched some videos. Um, Urgot is really funny um random janas are funny just being like i wonder what happens if i put janna in uh it it is pretty funny that has been really funny i uh i said this in more dog stream and uh he got a kick out of it so i guess i'll i'll bring it up again um i certainly 
don't think I know what the best comps in uh, you know the PVE meta are, but I can tell you with a lot of confidence what some of the best comps aren't. <laughs> <laughs> which, like which ones? Uh, like pretty much anything revolving around uh, putting investing a lot of items into Bard. Not worth it. <laughs> Not the Shojin's Rageblade Bard. Mm. Shojin's Rageblade. Um, although Shojin's actually Shojin's Rageblade Bard, it's it's all about the pivot and not getting too crazy yeah. about it. I didn't yeah, do that very well. I'm like, okay, I okay. want Astro. I want none of my I, all of my items are going on Bard. I just want to get to level nine, and then I get to level nine. I'm like, oh, I don't even know why I did this. Um, I did also try to get an early Bard. And um, so this is my thought process and a spoiler for the end of the story. It did not work at all. So don't try it if you're playing right now and you think that this is going to be a happy ending. It's not. I failed horribly. I think I got actual eighth when seventh was at like 50 plus health still. Um, <laughs> uh, it was get a bard as early as possible and get some, you know, some mana items or something. Not too much of an investment into him, but like heavy focus on getting a bard and then the other half of the comp was going to be space pirates so i'm like not really winning but i'm getting some kills i'm getting the gold back from the space pirates and i'm getting the experience from bard and i figured i could transition that into four space pirates and really have an eight, a late game comp because i get to level nine earlier i'd be getting gangplanks earlier because a bar no it didn't it didn't work out at all sometimes so it, it not a not an infiltrator malfight situation. No, it turns out that just no. winning your rounds is better than being on like an 18 game loss streak and then having a comp <laughs> finally work and then losing randomly once uh, it ends you ending your run. <laughs> turns out that doesn't work, um, but I did try yeah. it. And thanks. Uh, th- th- thanks for your your sacrifice. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I really did sacrifice. OK, on that note, <laughs> we're going to. We're going to jump to a quick break, and when we return, we'll be talking about the mid-set update patch 10-12 for teamfight tactics. Don't go anywhere. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. Or you can participate in our $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you can find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary and what they're calling the final dance. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all of the action. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the break. We are coming to you live with the notes pad. I don't know why. I'm so know. disappointed. I don't know why. I, I don't know what I was building up to there. We're back with 10.2 highlight <laughs> patch highlights mid season update. First things first, Boop. Right at the top of the page. My lips, my mouth is watering and my lips are smacking already. What? <laughs> Actually, no joke, they kind of aren't. These three little legends, they don't look very tasty at all, if I'm being Okay, okay, honest. okay. Okay. I have a theory here. Okay. I think the Bell Slayer 
which is the first the one. first okay the little deer looking uh, thing. With, with the yellow i think those yellow things look tasty af they do they do look kind and... of like those they look like um what are they called dots that Halloween uh-huh. candy, they look like those. Yeah, Even yeah, though yeah, those yeah. are disgusting. Uh, nerds or something? Or nerds? Or nerds. Ooh, uh, they might be nerds. Have you ever had a nerds rope? That yeah, stuff. Uh, nerds rope is oh, great. The, the one, the base one looks like banana flavored uh, candy, which <laughs> anyway, uh, let me tell anyway, you, Eric Thomas um, loves banana flavored candy. That's not even a joke. That's the guy with two fake first names. Yeah. Um, or that likes the... banana flavored candy. I know that's super weird. <laughs> um, but no, venison, dude. Mmm. Okay. And and in a lot of Nordic cultures, mm-hmm. they eat reindeers. So I think I mean, that if we were to, I would I'm not reindeer. saying this Why is a you? or I, I would eat reindeer too. Um, but, <laughs> but if we're talking like S tier, no, that's gonna no. still you know hit like the Fuwa, the the River Sprite, um, mm. you know the Silver Wing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in, in my delicious opinion, River Horn. Sprite. Yeah, um, Silver Horn's like uh, the Fury Horn's like A tier because it's upset. But anyway, the bell swear I think is like is like B. Yeah, I'm thinking like B minus tier, maybe B. Yeah, it's a solid B. It's like okay, it's uh, just okay. Okay, so our uh, our loot fairy, our little um, apom from Pokemon, yeah. um, monkey's brains is a delicacy in some countries. True. So maybe if you opened up the skull and cooked what was inside of it um <laughs> you might get a little bit of extra flavor that way uh yeah um, but, but it also looks kind of like a bird so maybe it's like yeah, a monkey so bird this looks edible right so i don't think we can put it in like dear f tier but i think yeah. this is a solid low c tier yeah it looks very um it looks very gamey it does not look like it, does it would look be gamey. very uh very fatty or nutritious it looks like it could poss- possibly lives in a tropical climate which i'm already like it's probably or, not you know maybe it's like one of those things where like maybe only the tail tastes good you know like like, like you, you can like like fry the tail right like cow tails the candy because only yeah. you only eat the, oh wait we eat all of the cow well only the, um, only the tail tastes good of the cow not any of the other meat don't eat cow meat and then the next one <laughs> is um pegasus but we all know hercules is tastier <laughs> boom <laughs> Well, folks, that's the end of the show, and I don't mean just this episode. I mean we are canceling. <laughs> we are canceling the show. I kid. Uh, I mean, I would eat. I would. I would certainly eat horse. There's no. See, but I think I would eat the loot, the the monkey bird over horse. Even though when they were like, yeah. "Hey, there's horse meat and Taco Bell," I was like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ed, better I run." I <laughs> <laughs> um, this is not a show for vegans, I guess. Um, no. But the the moral of the story is, I actually think our bell slayer, our Rudolph, our Rudolph cosplayer, yeah, um, B tier. Yep, um, I agree. Our monkey bird, like C C minus. It's tier, a C like, minus, but very it's like a, close to D. It's a speculative. Edible. It's speculative. I think that yeah, I think it's like, possibly a sleeper pick. But until we actually get in there and taste it ourselves, we'll yeah, never know. yeah, yeah. And I think someone who is like you know how like Japanese sushi chefs need to be licensed in serving. Yes, yes. Right. It's 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 the same mm-hmm. thing when it comes to. Uh, so what makes it purple? Like what is it eating that makes it purple? I want to know because that could be tasty um because this grapes. is what patch notes you guys came yeah. for and then um yeah the pegasus is probably like d tier yeah d i would okay. say there's like there's too many like extra stuff you know like a lot will go to waste with the pegasus yeah. and i'm, I'm not, not sure how good who, wings I'm, taste i'm not eating yeah 
Wait, I know how good wings. Wait, wait, taste. wait wings taste great, but like feathered wings. Um, I, I hate to tell you this, boo, but all <laughs> wings are feathered on birds. Chicken wings have feathers. All right. So moving on to the actual. Yes, we've got our Um, new traits. (laughs) Astro Battlecast and Paragon. Astro. Astro. uh, We we did talk. Yeah, we did talk about these. Astro is kind of just a straight up reducing the mana cost by 30 um, for all the all the champions. It's good, obviously, but it's just a little boring. And then Battlecast. When Battlecast champions deal or take 10 instances of damage, they uh, heal if they're below half health or deal damage if they're over half health. Um, word on the street from our local pro players, uh, Sphinx and uh, Professor TFT are saying that this is an early to mid game trait that's not super, doesn't really scale super well. So it's like a, if you can get it, if you can kind of randomly get it early, um, it's pretty good. Otherwise, you know, don't don't necessarily go all in on it and then paragon is the one-off uh Gianna, um uh trait which is ally star guardian basic attacks are converted into true damage and other ally basic attacks are converted into mana damage so um boob anything jump out about the new traits themselves um yeah definitely that i think one of our predictions was that Battlecast was gonna fall off a little bit later it just strikes me as one of those traits that can get you somewhere but you gotta yeah. give, give give you a little bit of pat on the butt to get you over the finish line right yeah um it, it also like inherently is better the longer the fights go on and ironically the fights are shorter when the game is yeah. in the late game because there's exactly. usually carries that are doing misfortune super no, yeah not misfortune no, not anymore, anymore. Not, not no anymore, longer misfortune but, but yeah good a good example um yes exactly and the other thing about paragon is this is we should we should do a whole segment on on the podcast when we need one called i swear it works <laughs> which is where we, we think of like a build in and i swear it works um how funny would it be who has the fastest attack speed of all the star guardians uh i don't know that off the top of my head because i wonder if like you can <laughs> like get a bunch of ad items yeah slap like slap him on zoe right put put janna in there i wonder how much damage that does you know i'm not sure i would want i think i would want someone you know the attack speeds are probably pretty close but i feel like i would want i think the the more interesting question but uh other than like who has the highest base attack speed is who has the shortest cast time um or or um like our friend in the chat says you can like maybe you could get the star guardian uh spat on like true true and then have lucian do true damage or or bard by the way uh (laughs) star guardian teemo you can do star guardian teemo (laughs) yeah you can just i mean technically you could do star Guardian anything yeah star guardian Um, teemo (laughs) actually has quite a bit of attack speed um but yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm I'm excited to see how you know AP mages interact with auto attacks. I'm excited to see you know battle cast and kind of and how, how that kind of 
stands up against some of our other earlier and mid-gamey type mm-hmm. of synergies because we actually do have quite a bit of them. So it should open up the early game a little bit more so than we have right now, which is just like get a Leona and Poppy yep. um, or get like a couple Sorks. Um, but everyone's openings seem to be moderately familiar. This should kind of diversify the early game a little bit more, um, yeah. get a little bit more rock, paper, scissory. That's that's probably what I'm most excited about. Yeah, I, I what I will say about Janna is that she's actually insane. Her spell itself is really, really good. Um, I did try to keep a Janna like when I had the ability to, I would keep a Janna like on deck. And potentially, depending on who I thought I was going to play against, like swap it in and out. I didn't notice a huge difference there because I think a lot of people just like naturally are going to have um, like some magic resist. And it's like not the best on every it, just, it doesn't just work on everything. So um, definitely interesting. And Janna is really good. And I think I think that she's a really good sort of payoff for going um, full star guardian even if you're not stacking out a zoe or something like yeah because so. we're not even seeing that right now uh um, right we're not seeing like any star guardians outside of our our level one or tier one star guardians right right uh zoe and poppy being the most popular uh just because of where they are uh in, in the game yeah right? yeah so, well, I'm I, I'm looking forward to seeing if that even changes, mm-hmm. right? As we go into the the next patch, because right. it it seems like they've had a hard time with Dark Star and Star Guardians in general. Well, notably, one thing that I don't think it it might be mentioned. It's probably mentioned in the bug fixes uh, at the bottom of the patch. But one thing that more mentioned in the uh the mid season update video is that there was actually a bug for the entirety of set three with Star Guardians that they weren't actually giving the correct amount of mana. So since they fixed the bug, they didn't actually buff Star Guardians. They fixed a bug that now Star Guardians will get the appropriate amount of mana. So they're actually buffed. Uh, even though they're not technically buffed, they, they are buffed because the bug has been fixed. So I think... Um, yeah, they were getting they were casting at half on the second cast, so they would only get half of the amount of mana back that they're supposed to on the second casts. So they got significantly better um, because of that fix. And also Janna is really good. So I think Star Guardians will definitely be a uh, Star Guardians and just sorcerers in general will be a really big force uh, this this new patch. I'm excited for that. It's such a cool like visual, right? Like, yeah. They're visually really satisfying. They're mm-hmm. all of their ults, I think, are really nice. Even though like they can get really annoying, like getting, you know, pelted in the face by a bunch of balls, you know, is only a thing that some people might I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um is a thing that but you, when you're the Sindra and you're seeing it happen, it's very satisfying. Yeah. So um I'm really excited to see even though I hate mages and I've been very open to just like in general, like I don't yeah. like to play mages in any game I ever play, but I, I think in terms of diversity, the closest we can get to every, you know, every team cop finding a way either through a galaxy or just through the meta mm-hmm. um, to, to show itself is, is a good place. And I think these changes are a good start with that, including some of these new, new champs, which some of them have some pretty interesting interactions yeah and there is a ton of stuff so we're not going to read through everything uh, verbatim we'll i'll post the link to the uh 
patch notes in uh, the show notes here if you haven't seen it already, or you can go to the, the Discord, discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast um, to look through it all. But um, the first group here, of course, are the Astros. We've got Nautilus, Astro Vanguard. Bard is an Astro Mystic. Nar uh, returning um, as an Astro Brawler. And then Timo now is a uh, uh, four-cost Astro Sniper. Nars four-cost, Bard's three-cost, and Nautilus is two-cost. Any comments here, Boop, on uh, the the Astro champs? Well, I think the biggest one uh, is Bard, of course. It does uh, the extra experience. A lot of people have been experimenting with that extra mm-hmm. experience and have found very differing results. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't know if we can actually say what this is about um, until we see it on live when I think the the sample size is a little bit bigger. Yeah, because uh, right now it doesn't seem like it's that good. Uh, everyone who's talked about it has mm-hmm. either has either I think built it wrong or maybe isn't using it in the correct situation. But almost yeah. everyone I've talked to has said Bard is a little underwhelming for I guess the fantasy of getting that experience. Yeah, I I think he he seems like the type of it, he seems really cool and every time i see him i'm like oh man i want to i just want to play him he just seems like it's going to be so cool and so fun and it's like a different angle to take it's like fun it's almost it, he almost feels like he's his own little galaxy that he makes his own galaxy um yeah what people need to realize though is that what you're giving up in experience you're giving a whole body up for a character that doesn't have a real ultimate right right because he the ultimate is the experience one xp right so mm-hmm. it, it's more of a, like a macro type of situation right uh, and he's he's only gaining a certain amount of mana on each auto attack so you're giving you're giving up a good amount of board damage by having him in there uh earlier on which is fine in the early game since he's going to be auto attacking for longer because we just said you know the early game lasts for way longer than the late game is but there's definitely a point where bar just doesn't work anymore Mm -hmm. and uh one experience felt like a lot it seemed like a lot but doesn't that might not be coming into fruition as we get into live, but that could, I, I, we could be absolutely wrong as people find, you know, double rapid fire cannon, you know, Ginsu's on them. They get a yeah. bunch of XP, um, but it doesn't seem to be as big of a problem as people seem to think he was going to be. I, I don't think that as is with the stats that he has, that he's a problem um, or that he's going to be a problem. But the thing about him is that, it seems like he's either a problem or he's not an issue at all. It doesn't, it seems like he, because of how his ability works, it seems very hard to balance that. It's either like if you're not getting him to the point where it seems broken, it's probably not even good enough to be playing is my initial thought. Having only played it a little bit. Um, I also think that, he needs to get a lot more experience per round to actually be worth it than people think because well like, yeah because you're spending nine gold on him right to get to tier two right right so he has to get at least nine xp uh right. to to equal out well him coming and, even in terms of like gold differential right and every round that you lose if he didn't generate you two xp he was a loss Right, because if you treat the XP as one gold, 
a win would be one gold. So you need to get two or else it's just if you don't if you only get the one XP and you lost, then it's a break even. And then you might as the well. The good have just news won. is, is he can uh, just kind of slot into an auto attack being based comp. Like you could just put him in a cybernetic comp because he can hold items that, yes, you know, someone else in the comp can hold. Uh, yeah. But you're 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 investing a lot in terms of taking away from the board mm-hmm. right um and this is why i think the design is really interesting to where they because technically everyone's um auto attacks deal with their mana right but to have right. it so intrinsically involved with bard to balance the actual xp gain is just really cool problem solving um yeah. and i think where he's at right now they can definitely move that right they can move the amount of mana they don't necessarily need to change the amount of experience but yeah mm-hmm. i mean like when you think about it in terms of just raw gold right, right? um it, it's hard to say that bard is worth it unless you get your items early and he can start and you and maybe even win streaking right right but if you're super we strong. shall see we shall yeah. see it's it feels a little bit more of a win more uh, type of situation yeah. right, where you are already in a good spot and you just kind of solidify yourself that top four by using bard but um, i'm sure there are going to be a lot of other really creative ways of doing it because the other thing about gold versus xp is you can save your gold right uh, and it doesn't take up that bench spot versus the xp that you you might you don't even know you're getting all of <laughs> every single round right? right it's uh it's a little bit too much of a gamble um to be i think right. solid solid but again we'll see once we hit live and and, and how people are building them in any type of innovation my thought is that it will get to the point if it's like workshopped enough which i mean we know there are the you know the beautiful minds of tft that will do all the math and all that stuff there's a certain amount of xp that he is going to need to be expected to create within a certain number of rounds and it will be, I think, not necessarily known exactly, but known relatively what kind of comp you need and what kind of item support yeah, or champion support that he needs so-and-so to hit that now, threshold. Yeah. So that like after a round or two, I I think the best way is like you know what the Bard equation is, and after a round or two, you can be like, okay, I'm ahead of I'm ahead of pace on Bard. I can sell him early and and cash in my investment essentially now, versus like. Oh man, I'm really gonna try to make Bard. I'm I'm saying this from experience. I'm gonna really try to make Bard work here, and it's like, oh, he barely got one alt off, and I still lost. It's like that's a losing <laughs> thing, and I am just too proud to sell my Bard yeah. now. I just want to make it it's, work. Win more and lose more, right? That's, yeah, uh, that's the that's the give and take. It's the same thing with anything in Vegas, right? You can bet a hundred dollars on black one time and win, get two hundred back. Yep. Bet two hundred on red, lose, you're all gone. Yep. Yeah. And then you Go. get bit, and then you get bit by a horse. Uh you get bit named, by a horse. That named, really happened uh, to me. Named uh don't tell me, don't tell me. Named it's something to do with the Caribbean. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh it's yeah, not yeah, Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. It's just think about the music. Uh um reggae? Yeah, the horse that bit me was named Reggae. Oh wow, I'm surprised um, I remembered that. Um yeah. that's a three episodes ago uh um, <laughs> uh little, um, little spoiler or not spoiler um callback. But I there. think the <laughs> but I think the greater question when it comes to more so Bard is just like Astro as a trait, you know me, 
right? You, uh, you, you get three Astros, so you, their mana gets increased, right? Mm-hmm. Not my favorite Decreased. type of trait. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's the, the those those seem like uh, traits that are almost like necessary evils for a game like this. Yeah, right. Not everything can be rebels where you have to change every single time. Right. Uh, for example, or even blasters, right? Infiltrators where positioning is super super important. Mm-hmm. And while positioning for Astros and everything is really really important, just like with Valkyrie, right? I wasn't a big fan of just like mm-hmm. all right, you have this uh, Mana Reaver kind of pulled it off. Yeah um in terms of it working healthily and i can't really quite put my finger onto why and a lot of people might disagree with me on that one but i think that's the greater like general design question i have that we have sworn that we're going to spend i think a whole episode on one day yeah it'll uh, be one of our like off week episodes where we deep dive yeah uh because we gotta we gotta keep going because we got some battle cast yeah we about. do have battle cast uh one last thing i wanted to talk about is that i've been really underwhelmed with tml um just in general i haven't really found a good build for him and I haven't really gotten a ton out of him yet. Um, but I think that he ha- is in a really interesting spot because he can be built as an auto attacker and also can be build- built as a caster, which I think is a very uh, potentially dangerous place for a four cost like carry type champion to be because you can like regardless of your items if you get him if he's strong if his base stats are strong enough you can actually pull it off and be in a good spot so well uh, he is kind of like that in the regular game yeah uh one of the few characters that that could be built ap and ad ap is just way better uh right now but Mm -hmm. I, i like that they keep that thematic in the game yeah i like it too okay We've got the battle cast. We've got Alawi battle cast brawler, uh, one cost. Nocturne is back, but he's a one cost uh, infiltrator. Kogma is a two cost blaster. Cassiopeia three cost mystic battle cast. Victor four cost sorcerer battle cast, and then the big boy Urgot is a five cost battle cast protector. Who's jumping out to you uh, on the battle cast side, Boop? Okay, this is. I think it's really cool, and I'm so excited to finally see it. I don't remember if there's been any other character uh, that does this, but there's a certain word in Alawi's tentacle smash that I really, really like. Um, Alawi slams a tentacle and a lion in front of her, dealing 125, 200, 325 damage and stealing mm-hmm. 20, 30, 50% armor and magic resist from each target hit for four seconds. Mm-hmm. Right, So that's a big deal, especially interacting with the battle cast traits. So yep. she's pretty... She's pretty baller when it comes to if you want. <laughs> she's pretty baller for a brawler. <laughs> You're on a um, roll today. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm like compensating for some reason. Anyway, um, no, no, no. The Alawi, the Alawi stealing is such a, like a cool idea, mm-hmm. right? Because it's also temporary, right? So once she's dead, you'll get it back um, after four seconds. But it kind of neuters some of those early game uh, blasters. For example, mm-hmm. like maybe she steals that arm, or even um, some of those early game other brawlers like Malphites, where you or Poppies, where she steals that armor. And yeah. since it's a percent based, she's stealing based off of what they have. So she's going to get more value off of armor items. So she mm-hmm. actually could potentially scale a little bit better later on. But yeah, it's just that it's just that word stealing. I yeah. really, really like as opposed to just like stealing mana like demons right. um, back in the in the in the good old days um it's mm. set one mm. but the <laughs> I, I i really like the the concept of stealing yeah. stats mm-hmm. like that I, I think it is a really cool place to go to 
to explore for sure. She does. She is interesting because like 20, 30, 50% of armor and magic resist. That's probably not like a ton, but it's not nothing. Right. And she deals a, an all right amount of damage, but not a ton, but it's not nothing. So she's like, seems like she's like really in Just the solid. middle. Just a solid, yeah. like in the middle one cost brawler, which is, uh, it shifts the paradigm for brawlers because we lost a brawler in Cho'Gath, but he's a four cost brawler and, and it's replaced. Uh, he's replaced by a one cost brawler. So now brawlers oh, are. Oh yeah. So we actually, did we just get a plus of a brawler then? Yeah. So we have two tier one brawlers now with Malphite and Alawi. Okay. So we didn't even, we're at plus one total brawler unless I'm forgetting one that was removed, but I don't think I am voids nope, yeah um so yeah it still changes the uh paradigm of brawlers in that there are now more um so i i think that's gonna push like maybe not necessarily brawler blasters but like brawler is gonna be the easy uh the easy like here, build a build a front line here you got like, it like it, it'll be easy. brawlers versus vanguards Right. Um, early game, most likely. And the cool thing about Alawi, too, is that you might be able to get away. Like, say there are a ton of brawlers in your lobby, mm-hmm. right? You might be able to get away with building her with attack damage and just hoping that you steal a bunch of their <laughs> armor and magic resist. Yeah. Right. And just using them for your uh, statted defensive items. Um, yeah, yeah, I like I, I, I like I, I the stealing, but that's the type of thought process I like thinking about, right? Like yeah. those kinds of like next level, like oh, but if we take back this layer, yeah. maybe we can, maybe we could do it this way. And sometimes yeah. you're just trying too hard. Like I think that might be, but in the end, yeah. like those conversations are what should be started and should be had between all TFT fans. And mm-hmm. that's that type of language, like stealing. It might be super simple to some people, but for me makes me really really excited much more excited than something that affects shields like uh cassiopeia <laughs> yeah you know i was gonna say i really actually have liked cassio uh cassiopeia just because she has well, it doesn't say on here but she's got a really low mana pool it's like 40 i think or it might even be lower than that it's like she casts super fast and i i made her a star guardian one game and let me tell you that actually worked uh (laughs) she was my six star guardian i got six star guardian with cassiopeia and she was providing a ton i mean it was like mana printer in a sense because she was fueling the other star guardians um and like you throw a red buff on her or uh sorry a morello on her and all of a sudden she's spreading morello to everybody because she casts so quickly and she targets an unpoisoned enemy so like it's not that she she doesn't do aoe she just single targets so fast that it might as well be aoe um so i I really liked her as sort of a an interesting carry option because also uh, with Morello, that's also each each burn tick is another tick towards her um, battle cast. So I, I think Cassio, I mean, even though she's a mystic, um, she's actually in an interesting spot to be like almost like a, a secondary carry. I had her as a main carry, which I don't think is super uh, probably not top tier, but it was fun. I think she could definitely be like 
you she's she seems like the type of champ that you can give like one item like give her just a morello and she's a really gonna really bring a lot of comps together yeah you put karma next to her give her even faster you know auto attack yeah. the mystic buff oh that could uh, that could, that's that could exactly work. what i did actually uh, <laughs> it, it was fun at least at least all right you got you ready to finish this out the the newbies here yeah the, or maybe even some not so newbies but yeah uh, coming back looking a little different uh we'll go through the rest so ergot Battlecast protector uh he is one shot that's his ult pretty much yep. um janna is uh we talked about it star guardian paragon um I do want to read this one just real quick because I don't think a lot of people have actually read this. So she it's not just a passive that she has. She has an actual ability. Um, Janna summons five tornadoes, which fly toward <laughs> forward in a large cone. Tornadoes grant allies. They pass through 100, 150, 500% attack speed for five seconds. And I bet that scales with AP while knocking up and stunning mm -hmm. enemies for 1.5 seconds. So if you're building, if you're already committing to building attack speed Jarvan with Rabadons, you could do the same on Janna. Yep. Right? And probably makes even more sense. Uh, <laughs> Riven, uh, <laughs> Riven is Chrono Blade Master. Uh, she's the one that you build AP. Uh, Vane is the cybernetic sniper uh, who I feel might win for hardest to balance in the set. And then Zed is Rebel Infiltrator, which is very, very needed. The Rebels needed an infiltrator yeah. like so bad. Yeah. Um, so and, I, it, and, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say he has that keyword that we talked about earlier steals steals right i love it yeah i i think um zed is interesting uh riven is one i haven't quite wrapped my head around because i have been building her wrong for sure like she's she's very weird because she's a chrono blade master but she's essentially a mage right like she is a sorcerer but she just doesn't have sorcerer tagged onto her so it's like a bait mm. to go blade masters with her <laughs> like it's not actually i don't think that good to go blade masters with her i yeah, want to build her ap yeah her scaling's pretty good i want to put like rage blade uh like death cap or or morellos and rfc and just have her be like a backline like mage <laughs> and and see how that works uh but she se seems really cool um I just haven't gotten a good shot to uh, to actually build her correctly. Vayne, I've had a couple of, of interesting games with her. Um, she's not as broken as I thought. Um, she's already gone through. Uh, some of these characters have gone through some nerfs already. Yeah. Um, I think Cassiopeia is one. Vayne was one. Yep. Um, Urgot, I think Jan has been touched. So these are not like the first iterations. Um, right. So um yeah let's talk about Vayne because I, I i i don't know how i feel about a sniper that can move right like at first yeah. i thought that was really really cool and then i started like really thinking about it and i'm like well it's either gonna make her really bad or really good you know what i mean because yeah. og kaisa had a little bit of that same problem yes right where she would just jump and die yeah she was so you needed to get kaisa too but once you did there was that one build on her that was kind of Exodia. -like. Trap Claw, Rage Blade, and uh, Blue. Um, what's it called? Um, Giant Slayer. Oh um, yeah, it was Giant. Sl well, it was Giant Slayer. It was just two Giant Slayers and like a Trap Claw. That, but at that time, when Giant Slayer was broken. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing with her is the whole her dropping aggro. 
So every time she ults, yeah. she kind of gets a reset, and that that could be hard to balance uh, once people start itemizing correctly. And she is tier three, so the and they did say in her whole like intro that people expect to build her as a carry, mm-hmm. right? But it gives snipers a lot more agency to to go one the cybernetic route yeah. uh, because you're potentially going to be using Caitlyn too for Chrono, um, yeah, for Chrono sniper to get even more attack speed and i don't know the dropping the dropping aggro seems to be a potential problem to me in terms of power feels like a sniper version of shaco or um like kha'zix from set two because like they did a similar thing where it's like every few seconds they drop aggro they like do a big attack and then drop aggro like shaco is almost exactly like kha'zix was um in the last set um, so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how good she's, go- I, I think, cause I mean, you think of, uh, Kha'Zix from last set as well as Shaco it, at a lot of points in set three, like those are solid, like carry options, right? Like mm-hmm. Shaco has been very good at times. Kha'Zix, uh, in the last set was quite good for a while. Um, cybernetic sniper are both, uh, at the very least relevant tags, and I think that she it fits that spot of like she can be the star um, of a comp. You can you know go go a, a three star vein and probably really wipe the floor with some with some folks and go all in on the on cybernetics and, and snipers uh, with maybe Chrono in there. Or she can be like that secondary carry as well. I think that she's going to be in a really solid spot. Um, I don't know. She I think depending on the numbers, she's a very much a number focused one though. Like, hmm. is she a little bit too pushed or not pushed enough? And I think that's going to dictate whether she's dominant or just all right. Yeah, we'll 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 find out next week once everyone starts complaining about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the only other one I wanted to talk about is uh, no one. Uh, the person I wanted to talk about, I don't remember which one it was so wasn't that important let's talk about who was removed void and valkyries are gone which means see you later Smell yeah you later and the champions we lost of course are all the void and valkyries kha'zix shogath Velkaz, kaisa kale misfortune and then also as one-offs we lost sona lux and Cassidan, and we also lost the lilac galaxy um i mean boop void for the last what two patches has been if not dominant, at least a big force in the meta mm-hmm. as well as Valkyries. I mean, Kale, anyone ever, ever heard of Kale? Uh, <laughs> she's been the best champ in the game, I think silently for a very long time and loudly for at least the past few patches. Yeah. And I actually think uh, missing out on K- Kassadin found himself like as yeah. just, like in a lot of comps. So yep. uh, that's going to be an interesting loss too. And we're in taking his ability out of the game, uh, the, like the mass disarm uh, is also mm-hmm. very interesting. Uh, we just don't have that anymore. So maybe uh, unless it's with a, uh, I'm blanking on the name right now. Kurt, not curse blade. No curse blade is an old item that doesn't exist anymore. Sword breaker, sword breaker, sword breaker. Yeah. That's I got not, there. That's that's, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Um, yeah, Kasten really fit a, a spot in the meta that I'm trying to think of specific examples. Gangplank from set one is the only one that really jumps out to me of like he's a centerpiece of a 
couple of comps that allows you to there's probably some in set two that i'm just not nar nar in set one but i'm I'm thinking more like you can have him and then he allows you to like connect multiple comps together oh i think the best example of that that we've ever had was canon yes from set one yes with uh, ninja elemental yes um so just the ability to like yeah you can have these like two like kind of close comps and then Cassidy really seals it it like turn it turns on two synergies it gives you maybe you know a little bit like he's not super dominant right like he's not carrying necessarily unless you build it like no. that but he's just giving you a really interesting ability mm-hmm. he's giving you disables the kale sometimes yeah. celestial is just a, just a solid all around trade right he's yeah. always the partner right so yes. the ash can be good the casting was good um yeah. like for example in space jam right so the 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 biggest i i like castin for some reason um and i've liked all the iterations of castin except for cassassin um but i'm gonna miss him that's just that's just me gonna yeah i'm i'm gonna miss him too i'm kind of interested uh he seemed like a weird one to cut um but no no matter okay um, there's some rank changes, but I don't think that's uh, really super interesting. Uh, basically- uh, only one is the only time you get the victorious little legend is if you place gold or higher this season and next season. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you haven't placed, I think you're you're out of luck, unfortunately, unless you can get your placements in and then get gold um, by tomorrow morning. Uh, good <laughs> luck. And good luck to that. Um, but. Um, things are going to be coming in the new battle pass should be starting tomorrow as well. Yes, which should be sweet. Okay. And then uh, new galaxy odds. I think we talked about last time. There's some miscellaneous stuff. Mm-hmm. Tier three champions. Uh, there's it's going from 16 to 18 total in the pool. So now you can get two tier threes of a three cost now. So that's a slight. That's slightly relevant, right? <laughs> they have yeah, the tier uh, three. uh if they have the tier three vein, you can still go for it if you want. <laughs> that was the whole point. Was yeah. that two people could. Uh, yep. the, the next thing here, we said we would talk about a little bit more this week. So let's go ahead and do it. The term skill expression, right? One star and tier one champion sell back for their full gold value. Right. All others sell for one less gold than their full gold. That's different. Example, two star tier three champion sell uh, value. Oh. Five to eight, three stars. They so they dropped it. it by a gold. Okay. So they did change it uh, for live. So that's better. So uh, so I guess they did agree that there was a little lack of skill expression there. A little bit too much of a safety net. Yeah. for building things and committing because i think if you're getting to a point where you are building tier twos and stuff like that you should at least have a consequence for committing and using your money that way right it's just kind of like buying something at walmart and then just deciding you don't want it and then you know getting a full refund back yeah i think it what it what it does uh in a vacuum is just like oh well i have no cost to i have no um I'm just going to play the best thing every every single round and never care about my synergy because I can just play. There's never a choice, right? Like, okay, do I play this tier one? Do I play this tier one? Um, I'm just making up a random example. Do I play this tier one Astro to give me three Astro? Or do I play this tier two um, battle cast unit? But I don't have any battle cast units. So it's just a tier two that's stronger. It's like, is there ever a choice there? Now it's just like, ah, just, I'll just do both. I'll, I'll, I'll just play the tier two. Um, 
the tier two, three cost or whatever, and just play it because there's no penalty whatsoever. Um, so I, I think the sl- the small penalty at least makes some of those decisions where it's like, oh, if you get a tier two unit, you just always play it at all times and then just sell it later when you get the one that you want, right? Like just play tier two units. The game is kind of boring. Like the synergies are fun. Having a comp that makes sense and that you're building towards something and you're actualizing either a strategy or like a cool dream of a strategy is part of the fun of TFT. It's not just, oh, let me see what triples I get and play those. Let me bring you back to Nobles set one. Man, this has been a history lesson of a podcast, hasn't it? Um, uh-huh. I can't believe Kennen. I like totally forgot Kennen was in that set until just then. That was like um, one of the most anyway, the, the iconic champs I know, of the set. We haven't right? seen him since. We never talk about it. Anyway, we haven't um, seen him. The, no ninja, so ninjas. The, the the reason why I, I bring up nobles is because there was a period of time where it was just like you bought nobles and just put them in your bench, and then once you got all six. Right. Once you hit Kale, you just put all your nobles in. Yes, but right? you were and, and sold the rest of your team. Yes. Um, but the the difference is that um there was still a cost to that, right? Obviously the financial cost. It was just that the payoff was more so than the cost it was well yeah you lost a ton before you got there most likely and then right so on those patches like six nobles or whatever it was was busted and you couldn't lose like it was it beat everything right if i recall correctly what what is the argument for i need to hear before i can like really fully say oh skill expression like i did last time i was on a podcast with you two weeks ago (laughs) um the i need to I, i think i need to educate myself more on the other side right like what is too consequential, right? What is too punishing uh, when it comes to this kind of thing? Does it actually open up skill expression by giving more options? While the options aren't synergy related to be able to identify the best two champ, you, you know what I mean? I think there's, I think there's arguments on both sides that I'm not well versed enough on the I, other side. To, I just to, to fully say we need to go back to the old way. I think I think that the what it is now or what is going to go to live is a good compromise. I think if it's no penalty whatsoever, right? You just buy out the in the early game, you buy out the shop every round that you can. And if you ever get a a pair, uh you do this with one cost already, right? Because there is no uh because the early game synergies don't really matter and uh the a, a tier two one cost is just going to be way better than than uh, any number of of just uh, tier one one cost. So I think if without the without the the financial burden of it, the 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 rest of the mid game early and mid game just turns into what the very early game is, which is buy out the shop, try to hit your try to uh, hit your triples. And just play those units in your comp rather than like, okay, I'm going to level early. I'm going to get in. Uh, I'm going to get in Chrono and uh, Blade Master here. And I'm going to have, you know, a level one here. Maybe I have like a tier one four cost or something like that. And like have a comp that is there. And that maybe that's not stronger than just having, you know, if you have the option to make a tier two Kogma versus play this, um, uh the this vein that is going to fit in your comp like 
the Kog'Maw is going to be stronger right now than the Tier 1 Vayne, even with the synergies, but it's you're going to need to win for, uh, you know, you're going to need to win two extra rounds to pay for that money that you're essentially investing into the Tier 2 Kog'Maw, if that makes sense. Now you only need to win one extra round. This is one of those changes, though, that just goes into a whole other discussion of who you're balancing for, right? right. Because there are 90% of players that probably don't e- won't even realize a change, right? You're um, It's the other 10% that I think are affected by this quite a bit. Yes. Um, and that's who we're speaking about, right? Because most people who listen to this podcast, this one goal doesn't really matter. <laughs> Right. right like in in our gold games right it's not going yeah. to matter and yet you um, see players like soju and uh you know a lot of these players that are in the giant slayer series that are like selling off their entire benches just to hit an extra econ and like yeah exactly just to get to 10 right like right. one gold is a huge huge deal yeah especially um, early at, yeah. At higher levels of play right mm-hmm. because sometimes you you get to a point and you're at 49 gold and you can't <laughs> you know, hit anything. And that's a ton of gold you're missing on that next turn, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, just because you missed out on one gold. So it isn't inconsequential. This is just one of those changes that will affect higher levels of play, maybe open up, maybe lower the bar just a tad to that upper echelon of 10%, maybe making it like 11 and 12. But in the grand scheme of things, most of us won't feel this change right. or won't understand why we have more money all of a sudden yeah yeah right we won't so, feel it. i don't think we'll feel it at all honestly i, I yeah, think it will impact same thing with the nico's help thing um where nico's always works yes right so and I've, I've gone through a little bit of a change because at first i was like not a fan but now it's like where my thought process is all right so for this top 10 percent, how much is this affecting their play right. it sounds like kind of a lot right when it comes to the late game and mid game, right. And econing and and this, this, and that it's going to be easier to econ. And I think econing is one of the biggest parts of skill expression in this game, right? How you use your money. Mm -hmm. Um, Like me, I just use all of it. Um, (laughs) Where other people know when to use all of it versus when to roll to 30, et cetera, et cetera. And that one gold that um, it it is going to be consequential, but I think we're going to need a little bit more time to see really if this affects anything at all. And I'm sure that Mort will have the statistics um, mostly for like diamond and up games is what I'm interested in. So one thing that I've heard Mort say, um, and I don't, I think this, I don't know if this is an overarching theme and maybe he can comment on this in the discord or on Twitter or something. Um, is he was asked, you know, who do you balance for, right? Are you balancing for the casual pleb that's playing on their phone? Are you balancing for um, the pro players and tournament play? Are you balancing for what? What are you balancing for? And the answer he gave, at least in the at least for right now, and what they're basing as an overarching um, sort of motive and motif for what they're balancing on is. We are balancing. It's some. I, I don't know the exact quote, but the distillation of it is: we're balancing for um, computers playing against each other. We are balancing in a world where uh, we're balancing where everyone that is playing knows the most optimal way to play and is playing optimally. So, if that is the case, 
what is the what what needs to happen what 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 should this be um now that opens up a lot of room for if you know what the best things are and you are playing optimally you actually get a pretty big advantage against someone who doesn't know if the game is balanced for that right um because some things like bard for instance maybe bard is broken if you know how to build him correctly but if you don't he just seems adequate uh i don't know if that's the case right now but that's the that's the sort of mentality and i i think it's a it's definitely a bold choice to make because i mean we've talked about a lot of different things in terms of playability and like people feeling punished for things and all that, all that stuff, skill expression. And like, if computers are playing, okay, they, they, a, they get to take away computers, get to take away the, um, the, uh, emotional part of the game out. Right. It's like, man, Bard is really good, but he's only good. If you buy him, uh, between these two rounds and you play him for exactly four rounds and he nets you seven experience. I'm making these numbers up entirely. Obviously. Yeah. I would That's the love sweet to spot. See, like this kind of turn into a situation where like, maybe there's like four players and four computers playing. I'd pay you to, to like, I want to see be sick to watch. I want to see kind that. Of like, um, like in chess. Well, chess does that. And Dota does that too. And Starcraft too. Yeah. Now. The, it's, yeah. Is it deep mind? Is I that... think it is just like, like, I think it's just deep mind. Um, is it Winston? What is his name from jeopardy? Oh, his name is Watson. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, that'd be really interesting to see how people played how... because in a game that does involve some, you know, RNG and the fact that it's like eight people, right? So how does right. one computer against seven people do versus four computers versus four people? That's some, that's yeah. some interesting stuff. I'd love to see one day, but um, yeah, because there can always be the wild card. That's going to throw off the computer. And like, what does yeah, the computer exactly. do if, if because all seven of the people are trying to troll it? Like we've done there's a game a thing right, in chess right now. Uh, there is a thing in chess right now where since all the strategies have kind of been figured out, right. You just do the opposite. You just do something random. Yeah. Right. And, and just like put the game in a state that's random that the computer has never seen before. And then that puts you on more even footing, which is interesting that we've come to that. Like, I'm sure we'll get there with like Scrabble and other things, but yeah. Um, I think TFT is like ready and waiting for that kind of situation. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because I have actually just because of uh, the fact that chess has kind of blown up on Twitch. Um, I've been watching a good amount of. Um, oh, God. What's it? What's the what's the big chess streamer's name? I can't think of what his name is. Uh, I started recently playing again, too. For some reason, it's way more fun. Than I remember. I'm I'm really bad. Um, wh- why can't I think of what his name is? He's not even streaming, of course. Um, someone someone will know and yell at me. Um, but he is. Uh, now it's gonna now it's gonna bug me. Um, but he is. He was playing a game and he was watching. Uh, he was watching XQC play, and um, he's obviously he's a grandmaster in chess and like one of the best players in the world. Period. Um, and he also comes from a teaching chess background. So he understands very much where a lower level player's head is. Right. And people in the chat were asking like, oh, this was, you know, this was a bad play from, from XQC. How come you're not pointing that out? And he goes, well, 
if I were watch if XQC was a grandmaster, I'd be pointing out, and he goes through this like really long, you know, chess logic thing of like why this was a bad move and like how this leads to this and this leads to this and this is this and he's gonna be in a bad position here. But because XQC is not a grandmaster and he's a not a beginner, but like an intermediate level player, he's like, okay, this is the thought process going behind this. And XQC is developing his pieces. He's getting his, you know, he's getting his knights into play and he's got some good angles here and all this other like very high level basic chess stuff where like if a grandmaster made this play, it'd be terrible. But because an intermediate level player is making this play, it's all right, given the like high concepts of chess and and the fact that because he's also playing against an intermediate it's unlikely that the, his opponent is going to be playing perfectly and knows the counters to what's happening. Right. And yeah, um, I got you, buddy. It's the same thing as button mashers versus people who know how to play fighting games. Kind of. Right? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the button masher will still beat you. Well, right? regardless of, <laughs> regardless of their level. Right. Well, that's not necessarily <laughs> the point I'm making though. That is true. The point, the the underlying point I'm making is that like when you're watching these games on chess, is that if you're watching with the like the tools on, you can see like the computer will essentially tell you like was this move a plus advantage move in the grand scheme of thing or a minus thing, and the computer is saying that it was a plus move, but um, it is really bothering me what what his name is i can't think um but the 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 grandmaster is saying oh this was a bad play because and then goes through this whole like grandmaster thing but the computer thought it was a good play because of the level that they're playing at and the fact that he's unlikely to get punished in the perfect way so like mm. that's where the difference is right like the computer mm-hmm. is calibrated to their rating i guess um but actually it's a bad play if it were grandmasters playing if that makes sense like the the play is different depending on who's playing it, right? Like certain yeah. things are different at, at are better or worse at different levels. So long yep. and convoluted way of saying XQC sucks at chess. Uh not that's <laughs> actually not true. He would destroy me. I'm very bad. Uh I can't I can't be talking shit. Um but yeah, I, I think it's an interesting uh it's an interesting place to be balancing TFT off of. I like it personally, I think, but it's it's interesting nonetheless. It's a bold a bold choice. Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. Yeah. Um, all right. So we still have literal hundreds of things to go through. So what no. I think we should, <laughs> I mean, if you go through like every single one of them, like Annie Health, 7 to 750, Annie Mana, 75, 150, I think we actually hit maybe 100. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, so just in general, um, our a lot of things are getting kind of like touched um, and changed a little bit. Um, for example, no more lilac galaxy. Hikaru, uh, that's who it is. Sorry, I, that was <laughs> bugging me so bad. And then uh, in normal galaxy is going to be only twenty percent of the game, so you're more likely, unless you're me, you're more likely <laughs> to get uh, a galaxy than not. Yep. Um, and then in terms of traits, the big one here is dark stars. Yeah. Uh, so. Dark stars now get their damage buffs whenever an ally dies rather than just another dark star. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked this to crow and I was like, what's wrong with dark star? And he was just like, it's just, it's just bad. And I was <laughs> like, and then yeah. he, he went into it. So uh, go back and watch that. If you, if you want to figure it out. Yeah. Other than that, it's also now a two, four, six instead of a three, six, nine, mm-hmm. which used to be the beginning of my phone number. Uh, anyway, <laughs> 
I don't know, 369-5815, Hinesville, <laughs> um, Georgia. Anyway, uh, the other big change is mech pilots. Um, so they're mm-hmm. now going to be ejected at 35% health, which means that the mech gets stronger yep. uh, in some ways, but all the pilots have gotten weaker. But some of the pilots have been touched with other different buffs, like yeah. infiltrators got like a little bit of a buff. So Fizz, who found himself in a little bit of a squid infiltrator, uh team comp mm-hmm. without the mechs uh we're uh, we'll get a little bit of rumble got another buff yeah um so the 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 individual pilots are coming out a little stronger but they're also going to be way weaker because they'll be at their terms of health, health. Yeah, so that's you're not going to get chub the waters like eight times by by the fist <laughs> that comes out um yeah that's like going from 100 health to 35 percent that's that's huge. I feel like a lot the of those pilots get <laughs> just chunked away. The idea is that the mech gets stronger and that yeah. the mech is the fantasy and the mech yes. is doing all of the work, not like, oh, mech did as much as it can. Now it's up to the pilots to like pop out and do some crazy, you know, work with, you know, demo and yeah. other things. I, I so know. I think that's what they're because the mech armor is going from 30 to 70. So yeah, um, that's there, true. There, there's not going to be these poppies that are out tanking the mech, that's which are true. three different characters. Yeah, but guess what? Urgot can one shot the mech though. So well, that's at least consistent since he can one shot everything. That's true. Um, yeah, I, I just think it it it's tough because like now like if it went from like a hundred percent to like sixty percent, it's like okay, the mechs are the mech pilots are very much weakened from what they were um, before, and like maybe they don't just it's 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 not like the phases of a boss where it's like okay, you killed the first phase, which was the guardian the first guard the first part of the mech because of guardian angel, then it come back. Oh, I killed the second phase. Okay, great. Now I go to the third phase and I kill. Uh, you know the rumble, and he comes back. Uh, with Guardian Angel, and the fourth phase is the the rest of them coming back. It, it it's now more like the first phase is the strongest phase, which is the mech, and then just clean up the rest of the garbage that comes out of the mech. It's like the boss which, dies, and then there's like okay. a little a few minions that come out. It's like the trash around them, um, right? But no, okay. So l- let me talk it through this way, okay? So yes, pilot health on eject going from 100 to 35. But listen to this. Listen to this. All right. Mech health, 1500 plus 45% of pilots to 22. That's a 700 HP buff just already. Yeah. Right. Um, plus 50% of pilots. Plus you're going to get 5% extra health. Right. So the idea I think is making them pilots instead of like units that you use to make the mech, because the right. way that they also change some of the traits plus buffed uh, rumble. Mm hmm is and annie is they made annie and rumble tankier um right just uh, across the board so now hopefully they can slot into individual comps that aren't mech comps right because yeah i think that's that that's the goal i yeah, think of how sense. this is working right is that if you're going for the mech you're going for the mech you're not going for a strong rumble you're not going for a strong fizz right right you're going for a strong mech and the attack speeds uh higher the amount of cleave damage is down 20 percent, but mm-hmm. the amount of attack damage is up almost double so the the again like the it, they're putting other fantasy in the mech and just like if you're a fighter pilot right and you get shot down you're gonna be injured when you when you come out probably right yeah uh that's and, true. and so 
Annie and Rumble are going to be tankier. Uh, Fizz will have faster attack speed, so they might be able to compensate for it a little bit, but they should not be given a full life. Yeah, that uh, in my opinion, especially if the mech's going to be this strong. Yeah, it's definitely a a stylistic way to go. And I do like the fact that like, well, the the problem is, is like Rumble is better. Sure. But does he really have an identity? He's just like another guy. I think what I think one of the things they said in the um, initial the initial video that Mort did with um, I think it was. It was either Witty or Lunch Boy. I don't remember which developer he had on, but um, it was like Rumble is the shadow fiend of uh, TFT right now, which if you've played uh, Auto Chess is like Shadow Fiend is essentially a one-off champ that you don't care about his synergies. He's just really effing strong. He has He does have, a, or at least used to have a synergy that was mildly relevant but it was like you just played shadow fiend because he was so good in terms of stats and you didn't care that he didn't synergize um so like i guess that kind of gives rumble an identity and annie already kind of had an identity because she was a sorcerer and she was like a frontline yeah but sorcerer. do you see like what they're doing like kind of kind of and i think they push annie and fizz into their infiltrator versus sorcerer identity I yeah think rumble they've tried because remember a three-star rumble does like two thousand damage yeah i would have uh, with this flame spitter but I mean, mech armor, 30 to 70. Mech. So, like, basically, if you want the pilots to be something after they eject, you yeah. take the mech down and the mech feels underwhelming. Right? Yeah, I get it. You, you, you never I, want that. Yeah. I would have just... I think instead of making Rumble a, like, stat bot, I would have liked Rumble. Because Rumble, like, at least one of the pilots feels like it should have three synergies to me. Because Mech Pilot is kind of a, it's like Ninja. Well, it's not even like Ninja because Ninja gives you stats just by having one, right? Um, it, it it's just if it if it's not three, it's nothing, right? So like they are at the disadvantage of having just one stat. Well, the the, the counter to that though is because Annie and Rumble and Fizz are all getting buffed too, when you don't have the mech and you only have two of the units, you're going to be doing better. Yeah, no, I, I, I get, I I get like, I don't think it's unbalanced to have just more stats. I just think it, it would have been, I don't even want to say more interesting. I think it would have just been, it (laughs) would have just been a different way to do it. The hard part with Rumble is that he's demo and there's only three of them in the game. Right. Demo just feels like, especially now with no demo spat, demo feels like, like mech pilot feels like a half of a trait, even though it, like it's like either it's either nothing or it's like two traits. So it's like I think you could make Rumble a protector and or have, like a battle ha- cast or something. And yeah, like, but then when you're a protector and a mech, then every time the mech ults, the mech will get a shield too. That feels a little broken. Yeah, battle um, cast on the mech might be broken too because yeah. So I think that's kind of like what we have to maybe in order for the mech to be balanced, you have yeah. To it's probably a balancing thing, and like adding stats is fine. But again, I still feel like, and maybe you know, for what it's worth, we don't really we haven't really had much of a like you're just playing this because it's so good, which we do see, or at least if I recall correctly, saw a lot more in actual auto chess, where it's just mm-hmm. like I'm just playing this unit because it's real good. And stats, 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 please. And like you take a couple of synergies here and there, but otherwise you don't care. Whereas TFT is more like the cohesion of the team comp and having a carry and a front line and this and this and this. 
So I don't know. Interesting, interesting way to take it. Um, and we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. Boop. Any other uh, interesting uh, changes that you want to go over before we we jump off here? Uh, two. There's two changes I want to go over. Okay. The first one is. Even though I think they did okay with Vanna Reaver, and I still think that was a healthy spot, um, Aurelian Soul um, right. <laughs> now steals mana. Yep. New Fighters Drain 10, 25, 50 mana from their targets. Um, the damage is going down at level one now, so he's going to be ulting more often probably. And his starting mana, though, is going to be starting at full. So. Mm. I don't know how you just feel about mana stealing. Like, because the thing about Mana Reaver, it wasn't like they were stealing that mana, if that made sense, right? Yeah, it because, felt more like poison. Because the last time we saw stealing, like with demons, right? Uh, it was not healthy, right? Maybe mana wasn't yeah. where we needed to steal. Um, yeah. Stats, maybe, but mana, probably not. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever, like one character, I know it's tier five. Um, that's just something that I think might get annoying, but maybe it's a good way to get Aurelian Soul to play because the ults from Echo um, are going to be better. And yes. so you're going to keep Echo from ulting for longer if yeah. you get good targeting. I, I, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I think uh, depending on how durable the Aurelian Soul is, like it can be bad because like you can get it to the point where there's like a tipping point, right? Where like... There's a fight going on and Aurelian Soul is like slowly stopping alts from happening. They're still going to happen, but like there's a tipping point where now Aurelian Soul is going to be stealing more mana than they're gaining and the the fight just ends, right? Because your opponent's no longer alting anymore. Um, I, I don't know. Like that's the theoretical part of it. I think in theory, that's not a problem if it's just not happening too often. Like if it's just like if if it's more like a singed where it's like okay you're getting poison off and they're stop they're gonna you know stop casting for a little bit but because of the targeting paradigm and how fast they go it, it's not really ending ending it's not really stopping too many fights from happening right um, maybe it's okay but it, it's definitely I agree with you it's a scary place to be stealing mana is a tough is a tough one. it didn't work once. Yeah. Right. Like this is this is something that didn't work, but it was a whole class. So maybe right. maybe now that it's just one, maybe that's a better way of doing it. Yeah. But um, he's also very, very squishy. So w- yeah. we'll see. We shall see. And then the second one mm-hmm. um, that I wanted to talk about is blasters just real quick, um, because uh, Jinx no longer fires rockets with the extra shots from her blaster trait. So her initial just rocket AOE damage is getting buffed, but I don't think she's going to get that extra damage from oh. blaster trade anymore. So that's a that's a that's a nerf. That's a pretty um, big nerf. But her AOE blaster damage is going to be a thousand, so she's going to hit harder yeah. on the target, but less so. Like it, it's extra. You might not actually feel that as much, but um, the, I think the blaster trait, along with the fact that Ezreal also got nerfed um not nerfed he got adjusted uh-huh. uh here let me find him real quick. Oh, but the the rocket damage is only she's only getting a buff on her tier three and tier two no tier two is still 200 it's 125 uh, it's for me 125 200 750 to 150 250 1000 
I'm must be. Let me refresh. Maybe they changed it because it says 200 on mine. Oh, oh yeah. I, wow. I must have just. They must Weird. have. They literally cha- changed it today. Then because I just refreshed That's and now cra- it's 250. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. Okay, so um, okay, so she got a 50 damage buff. I'm not. I. That seems like a huge nerf. So I, I definitely want to keep it. We don't have to talk about it, but yeah. like that's definitely something I want to keep an eye on mm-hmm. in general because blasters have kind of come and gone throughout this patch, mostly yeah. <laughs> mostly coming. Um, blasters you coming are, you in are a more on, iconic duo. You are on <laughs> um, fire. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Um, it's this scalp burn that I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Um, but in terms of a class, blasters aren't getting talked about just, oh, blasters this, but a lot of the individual blasters got got touched in, in ways that are going to be really interesting. So mm-hmm. Jinx is going to be doing less AOE damage. Ezreal is going to be doing way less as uh, AOE damage. Yeah um way less he's he's um ezreal mana is but he's going to be ulting way way more often yeah um but the emp damage going from 200 300 600 to 100 150 so yeah to 400 so like so he's not doing some people were building you know jeweled gauntlet on him um and and what's interesting is that even though he's going to be ulting more often the effect of his ult was unchanged yeah so I, I want to see where that falls on balance, but Ezreal and Jinx, two things that might feel a little understated now, just reading through the novel that is this mid patch update. Yeah. That might come into play um, as we experiment with the game. What's like all like the fun, like Bard and, mm-hmm. you know, the new Janna stuff comes, uh, goes, you know, gets a little old and we start yeah. going back to our older to just wanting Jan to win. <laughs> again, right. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder where blasters are going to fall. I'm very interested because I think Kogma opens up an interesting spot, but we'll get into that in, in future weeks. The last thing I wanted to talk about, and I think we, I'm, I'm blurring my, my memory is blurred, but I think we talked about blue buff getting changed last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Okay. So I won't go too deep into it. I'm still like my, my official stance is I'm bummed that state Seraph's embrace is gone because I loved, I love that. Like, Ooh, let me just cast, 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 but it, limits what they can put maybe at 40 for minutes. maybe it's gone for this iteration of galaxies right. but maybe there is like uh a world where like viger comes back and yeah uh saris embrace is just wanting what gets the call back yeah that's the cool thing about tft just because it's gone now doesn't right. mean it won't come back later right we want kenan now that now that we've brought up kenan i want i kenan really want back. kenan too i don't know why but i do want kenan back I liked. I just liked Ninja. I thought Ninja was really cool. Uh, I thought Ninja Elemental, even though it took him a while to balance it, eventually got to a place um, where it was like really interesting. I miss Daisy, but yeah, Kenan. I miss Kenan, and he's a Yordle. I don't say that very often. <laughs> did he? Oh yeah, he did count as a Yordle. Yeah, he was Yordle Ninja Elementalist, right? Yeah, because remember it was like Rabadon's Morello's Dragon's Claw, yeah, or something. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, when when Dragon's Claw just stopped magic damage. Uh, <laughs> those were the days. Okay, and on that note, um, yeah, that'll be it. Well, I'm sure we're gonna. Of, of course, this is going to be impacting uh, everything we're going to be talking about in, in regards to TFT for the foreseeable future. So we'll be g- diving maybe a little bit deeper into some of the other things 
we'll see what glaring OP thing we missed that we didn't talk about or what thing we nailed. Much more likely the thing that we missed than what we got right. But uh, we'll certainly uh, be getting to those in uh, future episodes. Boop! Where can people find you on the internet when you're not here and not at discord.me slash little legends podcast? At Poopasaurus Rex, also at Giant Slayer TV on Thursday nights. Um, I'll probably be casting. Is I don't think there's a tournament tomorrow, so I'll probably be Tomorrow's casting the first Wednesday. like uh, competitive tournament on the new patch with yeah. all this stuff. So I'll, I'll I'll come in with a ton of info uh, next week based yes. on uh, the Giant Slayer series. So I'm excited about that. Ooh, that's really exciting. So yeah. you can find me there too. Um, and yeah, what about you, Blevins? Where can we find you on the internet you and can online? Find me at the underscore blevins on twitter um and you can also so i don't have any official details or anything to uh to announce but in regards to giant slayer and if you guys are fans of legends of runeterra all i'll say is stay tuned stay tuned um but uh yeah so guys make sure you're going to discord.me slash little legends podcast uh come play game night with us let us know what night you'd like to see game night because it's uh i think all but confirmed it's not going to be on fridays uh in the near future uh with things that we will announce soon um but uh yeah let us know and uh join there also guys of course make sure uh that you're leaving uh, itunes reviews all that good stuff and uh we will uh, see you all then. But until next time, for Boop, I am Blevins, and we will see y'all later and talk about more TFT.